Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU and on demand out of the pan with Sally on a Sunday afternoon. Um, thanks for your company. If you're listening live on Sunday, thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue diving deep for the marine news as they do every Sunday from eleven thirty till noon. Out of the pan is broadcast from the lands of the original inhabitants, and we pay respects to elders past and present. Um, and also acknowledge our rainbow um, original inhabitants, including sister girls and brother boys, and acknowledge their unique contributions to diversity on and around the land. Would also going to do today an extra acknowledgement. Um, I'd like to acknowledge our LGBTIQ seniors and elders who pioneered and paved the way and got us to this point, often at great sacrifice. And I've done that one today for a reason, which we're going to talk about. Um, and also, I'm going to do an express reminder. Opinions on this program are totally my own personal opinions. They are not those of 3CR or beyond 3CR, any organisation with which I'm connected in any way. Hmm, what's that about, you're going to ask? Um, well, it's about our so-called Pride Centre, so-called. I went yesterday to the um, um, <clears throat> consultation for the Victorian Pride Centre. Well... There's a cynical part of me that says it might be the Victorian Corporate Gay and Lesbian Centre. When you have, in this day and age, in Melbourne, 2017, but really anywhere, you know, for a GLBTIQ event, a, I'm going to say rainbow for shorthand, to have an opening of ladies and gentlemen, we're not off to a good start. Really? In the words of the Miz of WWE fame, really. Yes, not a good start. And it was interesting, the facilitator said, now be nice to the facilitator. Well, how about being nice to participants? So we have to look at this issue of and the equity within the rainbow and associated communities and associated structures, I'll call it that. And I'm using yesterday's situation at the Pride Centre consultation as a straw case. So that was the first blooper. Now, to her immense credit, I ended up sitting next to, down the back, um, sort of, you know, in the cheap seats, but sitting next to me was Gender and Sexuality Commissioner Ro Allen, who went up and had a quiet word to the facilitator, and that's a good thing. It was pointed out quickly. However, there was no public acknowledgement of that, which I feel is pretty disrespectful to people who identify as other than male or female. As I always say on this show, welcome to listeners of all genders, including but not limited to ladies and gentlemen. I say that with a bit of fun, but it makes a point. Unfortunately, it gets worse, and I'm sorry, I forgot one trigger warning um, for non-binary erasure. Be ready for mental health stigma and also high-level transphobia, but it's got to be talked about. 
The next thing we talk, was talked about was about the design of the Pride Centre and the decor and how it's going to be bright and cheery because we don't want it to be all about depressives. I'll say that again, yes. The chair of the Pride Centre board, Jude Munro, says it's not going to be all about depressives. And this gets laughter? Are you serious? We have so much depression and anxiety and mental health issues in our community and it's worse amongst trans and gender diverse and probably particularly more amongst non-binary. It's worse amongst bi than gay and lesbian. Oh dear, when that's funny. Here's where it gets really bad. Questions were called for prior to the event and I'm going to come back to that. And one came from an organisation called Matrix Guild about how biological women want a safe space to meet. And someone else who had a similar viewpoint, an individual, I'm not going to sign my name because I'm too scared to because of um, you know, reta- retaliation. Well, that's instantly transphobic language. Was there a trigger warning given yesterday? No. I spoke during the coffee break, much needed, to many trans and gender diverse people and family members who were horrified. One said, I thought we'd got past that at a safe space for all of the community. I'll address that issue. They say they want a safe space. If they, that organisation, and we know who we're talking about, we might as well name names, it's Matrix Guild. If you go to their website, they say they are for women born and raised women. Interesting how this organisation gets to consult with so many NGOs and claims to represent older lesbians. They represent a tiny fraction of older lesbians, but they don't represent all of them, and they're sabotaging some good initiatives, in my personal opinion. And, you know, if they want a spot in the Pride Centre, well, provided they don't interfere with anyone else, but I know how those sort of people operate. They will intimidate trans women. God forbid this Pride Centre starts and they do have a space and then you're in the corridor or the car park or the cafeteria and one of these um, women goes up to a vulnerable trans woman and says, you're pretending to be female and you're trying to take away my space. I don't want to think about the mental health risk of that. So it was a pretty poor show. Yes, there was a question, and I knew it was coming, about how this sort of protection will be happening. We only got vague answers. To me, if an organisation has a bad track record on diversity to start with, either it just shouldn't be allowed in the Pride Centre, or it has to be on permanent probation, or at least long-term probation, until it can prove it's lifted its game and have very few chances, and it would get thrown out. I don't know if we're going to be able to do that. What's the root cause of these ongoing problems? Well, I played Have We Made Progress by Midnight Oil to open the show because I'm going to wonder if we have. And I said I would talk about why I did that acknowledgement of our seniors and elders who pioneered and paved the way and got us to this point, often at great sacrifice. It's because they got up and complained, but I was told apparently during the week that I complained too much. Well, no. I see things from a range of viewpoints. It's called empathy. It's called having a greater vision. I was told that was a quality of leadership. Obviously, it's not wanted, which is why I didn't go up to anyone during the event today, and there was no chance for input from the floor. And this is a problem at these events. When things go wrong, they've got to get called out so people know to not do it again. At the first so-called LBQ Women's Conference, where are we now? 2015. There was biphobic laughter at one point, and the MC joined in. An MC's role is to make a safe space, particularly at a community event. Surely. Not happening. Not good enough. 
And the thing is, if you do go and talk privately at another event I was at, the Safe Schools Coalition Australia event in 2014, where there was ladies and gentlemen, and I politely went up to, the, to an organiser at the break and said, look, I have a concern, this could we just alter the language, which seems to me to be a fair point. An hour later, that same organiser came back and started raising their voice at me. So, you know, we're always told, be polite, don't make it personal. We're doing that. We're communicating proactively and we're shut down. What's the issue here? What's the deeper issue? I think there's an issue with the Pride Centre in that most of the people, if not all of them that I can see on that board, come from corporate, bureaucratic, hierarchical backgrounds and communities about equality. It's not about hierarchy. You don't throw people out the back of the bus. And it's not good enough that that is happening. And the problem is when um, corporates come in and take over community settings, they don't get it. And I've seen this time and again, and it's not just in the rainbow communities, it's in broader community settings as well. People who come in and say, we've got to run this organisation like a business. And I feel like saying to them, I'm going to get on the board of your business and run it like a not-for-profit. We run businesses like businesses and we run not-for-profits like not-for-profits. We respect and value the diversity of each sector and work together equally. But we have, we have many layers of privilege in our society. One of them I'm going to call sector privilege. The corporate sector is better than the small business sector, is better than the public and community sectors. And that's got to stop. And I think this is really sad that this happened at an event run by what is effectively the Victorian government, you know, for all intents and purposes. That is not appropriate because, in the words of our own Minister for Equality, equality is not negotiable. And that's why I tweeted you in, Martin Foley. I hope you listen to this or to the podcast. It's also, on one personal note, why I haven't reapplied for any of the um, whole-of-government task force or working group positions, because this is a big problem in those structures as well. If we're really going to value diversity, we need to value diversity and neurodiversity in terms of how people process things. That's a big issue in our communities where there are higher percentages of people than the average with autism. We are going to have to learn to do that. And I'm worried that, unfortunately... Some of those seniors who pioneered and paved the way are becoming a case of the oppressed becoming the oppressors. What are your thoughts? Um, get in touch with me on the show, out of the blue, 855 at gmail.com. You can text. We're still on the temporary text number. Um, the phone company that claims it's a yes isn't living up to its um, um, schedule. Four weeks later, still don't have a new USB stick. So text in 6145 215. Um, tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. And um, also look for, I'm about to do the post on Facebook. Um, I'll have it up there in a second. Um, or um, ring in while the music's playing, 94198377, and have a chat. Um, I've got to hear from you. This can't go on. All right, let's have a listen. Um, well, seems like we have a bit of a hierarchy um, within our communities. Um, how do we deal? You know, I hope we can get rid of it. Otherwise, we could end up a little like this song from the first ever Red Gum album, um, When the Class War Rages, The Killing Floor. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au, and on demand out of the pan with Sally. We will not negotiate with minor state of title government or anyone on, on our culture, on, on our land. You know, if people say, oh, you're going to finish up with nothing, well, then so be it. But at least our hearts will tell us that we did not 
sell out our country and our culture and heritage for a few scungy dollars. Subscribe to 3CR so that your dollars support Indigenous voices and the struggle for land justice. For Aboriginal people, the greatest grief of all is seeing the country destroyed. And somewhere along the line, we have to realise that we don't actually have the right to do that, that nothing we've ever done has given us the right to do that. Now, you know where I stand on this, because I'm so simple-minded, I think we've just got to admit that this is an Aboriginal country. Just do it. This is David Rovix, and you are tuned to 3CR, 8.55 a.m., Melbourne, Australia. Step three is finding there's a tactic when everyone believes it could be true. That if all the people work collectively, there just might be something we can do, and everything can change. Totally unplanned playing that message from David Rovix. Let's hope we can do it. Willing to be a part? The question is, who else is? 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand, out of the pan with Sally on a Sunday afternoon. Well, just to show you how good leadership can do it, we go to Germany um, where the week, where the news of the, new, the, news of the week, um, which broke about half past five Australian Eastern time on Friday, is that we have, Germany has marriage equality. And what struck me about this, and it was very interesting, was that um, Chancellor Angela Merkel, um, who brought on the vote, in the end voted against it. I think that's incredibly good. Now, you might say, huh? She voted against it. Okay, she did. She didn't want to support it in the end. But she brought the vote on regardless of her personal view. That's conscience. That's empathy. That's emotional intelligence. That's leadership. Well done, Angela Merkel. Of course, well done, Germany. I think you've had more than a few German refreshments of some sort um, since. Um, haven't seen much um, online um, coverage from Germany since. I think there's probably been some celebrations now for almost um, 48 hours at the time of broadcast. Um, you know, good, good on you. Enjoy. Rock, rock their socks off. And it just shows, Malcolm Turnbull, are you listening to that? It's not really that hard to do get it done of course during the week we had the um, gefuffle over Christopher Pine saying marriage, a conscience vote on marriage equality was very close and of course then it all got shut down and Christopher Pine had to apologise goodness me all sorts of news articles at the moment on you know where the, the state of the Liberal Party is having an existential crisis well you know whatever you might think of some of their past leaders somehow they managed to hold space for both the so-called small liberals and moderates on the one hand and the more conservatives on the other, and clearly then that's not happening at the moment. Um, I suppose there's other factors as well, but um, goodness me, they're, um, uh, you've got to um, wonder about um, you know, how they just can't seem to get it together and how out of touch that some of them seem to be, um, even regardless of the viewpoint, um, that... Um, with the grassroots of the community. Hmm. So, um, obviously, <clears throat> you know, we're not concerned about um, 
you know, sort of um, divisions within our community and double standards. Um, well, won't be touching that one again for a while anyway. Um, let's move on. Um, what else has been going on during the week apart from the marriage equality issues um, on the rainbow front? Um, most A lot of the funding for um, nationally for safe schools comes to an end. Um, this um, came to an end on Friday, the 30th of June, end of financial year. Those accountants are probably still um, as just as um, unsober as anyone else. I'm allowed to say that. I'm still somehow sometimes do some accounting work. Um, but, um, of course, in four states and territories, um, national funding for safe schools came to an end very sadly. What a bizarre scenario. Um, two states and territories um, have gone on gone to their own programs, South Australia being one. Um, it's been... Um, run, I think, by Shine over there, who do good work. So we're interested to see what the equivalent is. And of course, Victoria and the ACT uh, have taken over, have um, stepped in to keep the funding rolling as if nothing had happened. Um, credit where that's due. Um, but you know, I still remember the launch of Safe Schools in Victoria in um, about October two thousand and ten, and how amazing that was. Um, you know, sort of, um, you know, and how many of the older rainbow people there were going, wow, never thought we'd get to see the day. And, of course, we need this. And, you know, of course, last year with the premeditated campaign that it was, the so-called innocent mother with her connections to the Australian Christian lobby, you know, going on about how terrible it was, you know, the campaign took off. Um, interesting I don't often give commercial radio mention. I'll just say a certain commercial radio program about, um, I think it was um, two weeks ago, um, following from a, an attack on Ros Ward in The Australian, Ros Ward claimed that around half of youth were same-sex attracted and The Australian bucketed Ros and then so did this commercial radio presenter. I can point you to that piece of research. And it's interesting how commercial media operates, um, you know, that if it's a beat-up, never mind the ethics, hey, um, sometimes wonder, how are we going with ethics in society as a whole? Um, tricky stuff, is it really? Maybe not. Anyway, um, so, yeah, Safe Schools has done amazing work. Um, I think the last time I heard it has helped 160 trans and gender diverse people affirm their identity in school environments. Now, notice I say people, there was at least one teacher to my knowledge, and a few years ago that was almost impossible. So that means that schools keep good teachers. I was at an event a few weeks ago where there was someone from the Australian Education Union in the audience, and they are staunch supporters of safe schools, and thank you for that. It's interesting, though, that Interestingly, the same commercial media presenter once said that, oh, teachers should be getting on with teaching. Well, they'll be able to do that more if there's um, less prejudice and bullying um, and the class just works better and understands each other's needs, which is what Safe Schools was trying to do. Um, it's not good enough, of course, to say that, um, you know, oh, we're just having, as New South Wales is doing, to say, well, it's just, oh, we're going to have a general anti-bullying program all the research that led to safe schools said teachers didn't know how to handle anti-rainbow bullying. Um, and so specific programs were needed. So to tuck it in doesn't give enough depth, not in a million years. And, you know, if teachers aren't aware of their own possible biases on gender, you know, how many schools are still doing on government schools are still do 
on the first day, you know, what is it, boys over there, girls over there or something, um, and teachers aren't aware of how damaging that could be rather than the people who want to do such and such activity A go over there and B over there, you know, we're stereotyping people. And, of course, boys over there, girls over there ignores non-binary, doesn't it? Sounds a bit like a um, a Victorian Pride Centre consultation. So, yeah, Safe Schools has been an amazing thing. I don't care what anyone says. I find the attacks on Ros Ward to be just utterly abhorrent. Um, no one should be targeted in that way. Um, you know, it's shooting the messenger. You know, someone like outgoing Human Rights um, Commission President Gillian Triggs gets targeted. Gillian Triggs is paid a big lot um, to deal with that sort of stress. Ros Ward isn't paid nearly that much or wasn't. And it's just sad that she and to some extent the other three staff of Safe Schools at, when it was at GLHV have been made scapegoats. Um, you know, whether it's going to be, um, you know, now that it's just a part of Department of Education and Training, well, is that going to shield it from criticism? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. It's still only six months on. But, um, yeah, a sa- I suppose a sad um, sort of, um, you know, uh, milestone that it ends, but you know, at least some things are keeping going in some states and territories. Well done to um, those states and um, doing uh, who are keeping it going. That is a good thing. Um, so let's, um, you know, do what we can to make sure it happens. All right, um, let's get back to the music. Um, well, I'm in a bit of a country mode at the moment, and I thought I'd um, dig out this one from the Highwaymen, um, Willie Whalen, um, Chris and Johnny. Um, and, um, well, you know, sort of eras come and go, I suppose. And this one from their first album back in the mid-80s, 1985, The Last Cowboy Song, 3CR. 855am digital 3cr.org.au and on Yeehaw Demand. Out of the pan with Sally. Country and Western. Um, well, I'm going to try. How do we do um, non binary um, music of similar nature? Highwaymen on Out of the Pan 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org. The last cowboy song. All four members of the Highwaymen um, joining in on that one. Um, the last cowboy song hope we don't. Of course, you can hear lots of great country music on shows like Hillbilly Fever on 3CR. Um, so make sure you tune in for that one. Well, um, what's some upcoming news? A um, bit of excitement. Um, and that is that um, Sophie LaBelle, um, who is the creator of Assigned Male Comics, um, which are really, really good, is going to be in Australia in the middle of July. Um, still, I only just found this out yesterday morning, so we've got to hit the event organising trail, um, talking um, trails, uh, in Melbourne, 13th to 17 July, and then 17 to 21 July in Sydney. And unfortunately, um, Sophie did um, cop some transphobia recently, which I just find appalling. Uh, you know, what about, you can't even do a freedom of artistic expression. So try and keep um, you in touch with that over next week on the 9th um, and might see if I can get Sophie in um, on the 16th um, to have a chat with us um, which would be awesome Um, a fantastic contributor to our community a great example of um, gender diverse or um, 
not um, transgender diverse, sorry, creativity very, very much. Still also um, on things that are happening, got to um, um, just still not quite on our Radiothon target. Won't get a tax deduction in the year just ended, but if you um, do, you can start planning for 12 months' time. Seriously, we do need you to support 3CR. We, the station overall is getting close to its Radiothon target, but we've still got to get there um, with each show chipping in their bit. So if you could um, hop onto 3CR's website and donate, that would be fabulous. Um, what else has been going on during the week? Um, well, it's been a bit on the quiet side. Um, I took some time out after a busy week, um, to be perfectly honest. Um, and um, yeah, um, as well as Germany, of course, um, yeah, being the big news, um, Seems also it's been um, Latin Pride um, week, and there was a whole heap of celebrations in South America, which is um, really good news. Great to see that. Um, so um, also um, that's very very welcome. Coming back home, um, well, a good report, as is ninety five percent of the case of the time, um, from ABC News about trans people facing long waiting lists in Adelaide. For specialists, although um, you know it's not new news, of course, anywhere um, you know it sort of um, does need um, a lot of um, this is it, this is an ongoing situation. And yes, um, I was having a discussion with this on an international list, and it does seem, even though South Australia um, can take a long time, and Victoria's a little better, we believe it or not, not that it's an excuse, um, doing. Um, better than a lot of other countries where it can take a year or two just to get to that first needed appointment at a time that's really, really critical, which I just find sort of, um, you know, unheard of, um, that there is that lack of support. Um, Another issue that's um, come up during the week, a great article in Star Observer um, on um, the headline reads, The Reality of Being Black and Trans in Australia, um, but it is about sister girls and brother boys um, and not all people of colour. Um, and it talks about, um, you know, look, obviously the situation for any human, regardless of cultural background, is you're going to be aware of your true deep sense of self from an early age. Um, and one sister girl quoted here in this article, Lisa talks about transitioning at 15 or 16. Um, and... Um, you know, she lives in her hometown, is in the Northern Rivers region of New South Wales. She says there's a big misconception that sister girls only come from the Northern Territory. Well, yeah, that's sort of a bit of a... Um, it often amazes me how misconceptions of all sorts of groups emerge, I suppose. You know, say something gets said often enough, people believe it, um, that sort of thing. But sometimes when you re- read it and it, you're not part of that group yourself, there is an instant, goodness me... Um, Unfortunately, um, um, Lisa faced the difficult situation of being of an assault um, and was not able, um, because she hasn't been able to change her name, she had to use the name given to her at birth um, and to report it, which is you know totally inappropriate. Um, the solution to that um, is that if someone can't change their name on a major document, particularly a birth certificate, 
they should be able to do a stat deck saying this is the name I use and put things in that name. Um, reasonable sort of approach. It's all pretty legal and you know, um, then gives them the human uh, sort of approach that's needed. Um, isolation, a big one, Lisa talks about for sister girls. Um, Lisa um, says that some people know what it's mean, um, but um, you know the wider community, but a bit further behind than the rainbow community. Um, and also says, quote, just like other trans people in this country, we've still got a long way to go. I'd agree with that. Um, it's sort of slowly getting there. Um, Travis um, is quoted in the article, a, a brother boy, a 15-year-old Bunjalong brother boy from the Tweed Coast, uh, and no, knew of his gender situation again from an early age and was always insisting on being called nephew or son rather than daughter or niece. Um, and so he's he's um, come out to um, both sides of his family. Um, part of Travis's family is white, the other Aboriginal, um, and the white family less accepting than the Aboriginal. So it's the old story. There's no stereotypes. We can sometimes say things like, you know, um, uh, you know, multicultural, uh, um, you know, um, can be more difficult to come out than Anglo-Saxon or something like that. No. So everyone, every situation's unique and needs to be taken as such. So a really good article. Well done to Jess Jones from Star Observer, who I've got to say is doing some pretty good articles. So Star Observer, yeah, the last of the papers. Um, Gay News Network um, disappeared, sadly, which is, um, you know, sort of um, disappointing, but that's the way it happens. All right, uh, let's have a little more music. And, well, just to... um, really ramp it up a bit as we head towards the end of the show here's um chrissy the late chrissy amphlett and the divinals and uh well things that happen in her life 3cr 855 am digital 3cr.org.au and on demand out of the pan with sally are you feeling tired bored restless are you searching for something new and exciting or even unexpected well you could go find yourself a hobby, or instead, tune in to Rebellious Jukebox, one and a half hours of diverse music every Monday night from 12 to 1.30am on 3CR, 8.55am, or streaming at 3cr.org.au. The 7th Annual Melbourne Anarchist Book Fair is on Saturday, August the 12th from 10am to 6pm. The Book Fair showcases more than 40 stalls and a program of workshops. It's a great opportunity to be introduced to new ideas, to challenge your thinking and to meet with like-minded folk. It's free and we also provide free childcare. At the Brunswick Town Hall on Saturday, August the 12th from 10am to 6pm. Find out more at www.amelbournebookfair.org or find us on Facebook, the Melbourne Anarchist Book Fair. The Melbourne Anarchist Book Fair is a 3CR supporter. Bring down the book down. Bring down the book down. 3CR, 855 digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. And um, yes, the pride of the messages we heard from the 
somewhat rebellious Chrissy Hamlet. Bless, um, rest in peace, Chrissy. Um, in my life, from the Water Life album of the Divinals from the mid '80s, bit of an '80s mode today. Why not? With '85, a good year, perhaps. Uh, things that are coming up in the community. There's a fair whack of them, and well, no, it's not that I forgot to update my running sheet. Bent TV. I thought it was going to finish last week, but. Um, it did seem that there was an announcement during the week, um, as reported in The Age, that um, we've had another six-month um, extension of free-to-air. This was in a report on June 27th, so that's uh, Tuesday after last week's show, um, and because there's still some issues getting the streaming service set up. So that's some good news. Um, we're very, very welcome. Um, you know, um, got to make sure that now, I, th- I, st- I still think free-to-air is the better option. Not everyone has internet savvy and all that sort of thing or can afford to stream lots of stuff. Um, but, um, you know, um, you know if, we're gonna, uh, if we've got to get it done right, and when you think of what Channel 31's done, um, not just Bent TV, of course, but you look at some of the people who have come out of 31, Waleed Ali, um, Hamish and Andy, Rove, who have gone on to huge things in terms of um, prominence in terms of media nationally and internationally, certainly we need to make sure 31 is kept at its the same level of effectiveness, let's say, um, and not diminished in any way. Very important part of media and community media at that. Um, yes, yeah, so um, let's make sure we um, keep it rolling. Other things that are coming up in the next week or so, well, something that's coming up this afternoon. Um, Freedom Socialist Party are meeting at four o'clock this afternoon at the usual headquarters in Sydney Road, Brunswick, and there's a toast to gay rights pioneer Tamara Turner, um, a, a tribute in remembrance of radical librarian, rainbow rights pioneer, freedom socialist writer, humorist and lover of books, cats, music and humanity. That sounds pretty damn good to me. Um, Tamara Turner, um, a member of the Seattle branch of um, Freedom Socialist Party and Radical Women, died early this year, a pivotal role in um, the LGBTIQ part of what the work has done. Footage from um, her speaking at Gay Resistance, The Hidden History. Um, So, yeah, that's four o'clock this afternoon down at um, the FAB um, headquarters in Brunswick. Um, Radical Women and Freedom Socialist Party, huge supporters of the Rainbow community. And they've got another big event coming up on Sunday the 18th of July at 5.30, same same bat place, um, southwest of Salem, the story of the San Antonio Four, um, a story of four working-class Latina lesbians not long out of high school um, and um, you know victims of homophobic hysteria, and they refuse to give in. Dare I say, in line with the first segment, they complained. Um, yeah, um, so it's a reminder of, you know, that um, sometimes the more they change, the more they stay the same. just want to go back to that first segment. If anyone thinks they can make capital out of it for the wrong reasons, um, for example, um, politically, well, Liberal Party, remember, you have people in your party who say things like, we shouldn't even be wasting time talking about trans issues, um, Greens can be known to put up candidates who are transphobic um, at times or have doubts about their cred on on, um, trans issues. And to right-wingers who say, say these gay people can't agree on everything, well, we've got a right to our individual freedom. So let's stick to the point. The point is that we can't have double standards in our own communities. Not good enough. 
Other things coming up this week, um, Saturday, um, Seahorse um, for trans and um, trans women, um, but also all welcome, of course, um, in the Inner East. Um, contact Seahorse on 95138222 for more info. Um, and Tuesday week is the Poly Discussion Group. So lots of things are coming up um, in our rainbow communities. Um, so, um, yeah, that's where it's all happening um, at times. Um, oh, had a hit. Um, sorry, I've still got that sore throat and it occasionally wants to make me swallow. Um, yeah, so... Um, an interesting, um, you know, sort of um, week it's been. Um, yeah, keep um, st- looking for diversity in diversity. Um, the throat is beginning to get me, so I'm going to have to do an extra track today um, somehow um, because, yeah, it's just really beginning to strain a bit, even though you may not be able to hear it. So, um, well, take it out today with... Um, um, well, the Cosmic Nomads um, from their album Damage. Well, no matter how much damage they want to put on people, I'm still alive. Um, so have a couple of extra tracks, an extra track today to get us through, um, and I'll come back and close the show shortly. 3CR, 855 AM Digital, 3cr.org.au, Out of the Pan with Sally. 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au. We just heard from the Cosmic Nomads, and I'm still alive. Well, um, I'm still alive, but I'm at the end of the show. So take it out today with um, a track from um, Simply Red, and, well, one that seems to hit too many of our queer community. Money's too tight to mention. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.